welcome to this roundup. Since geometries and their reciprocal mathematical ratios are evident in the human ecosystem, in the human body, and all life forms, they are now beginning to be used to understand the natural and human-made universe. For instance, while geometry is used for sketching to calculating distances and the concepts are used for creating animations, video games, music, architecture, art, weather patterns, and more, we are beginning to realize that there is more to geometry than just measuring and mapping. It is perhaps to be the language of the universe. As a result, geometry and geometric algebra are becoming the subject of intense interest and evaluation. The emerging advances in our understanding of geometry and its integration with the language of primes is being conceived as the language of the universe that will likely help us to create a new theory of everything. Since we sit at the dawn of a new era on the brink of an epic shift toward a universal geometric language, a geometric musical language that will put us on a path to many possible futures, the choices we make now, what we bring to the natural and human-made world at this moment will become the creative force that materializes our new collective security for humanity. To discuss the universal geometric language further, I'm delighted to welcome Dr. Anibar Bandupadhyay to this roundup. Dr. Bandupadhyay is the author of the best-selling book, Nanobrain. He's currently a senior scientist at the Advanced Key Technologies Division in the National Institute for Material Science in Abakari, Japan. Welcome, Dr. Bandupadhyay. We are honored to have you on this roundup. Thank you very much. Thank you. Wonderful, wonderful. So uh, from human tribal languages to machine languages and machine learning languages, as we begin to explore a universal language that is understood by both man and machines, there is a need to look beyond our current information concepts. Is there a way to create a universal language that can be understood by everyone, both man and machines, all living beings? Yeah. Uh I think that uh, it is essential that we look into the geometric shapes because geometric shapes are finite. In the universe, you will find so many different kinds of structures, so many different kinds of materials, but only 22 to 23 different symmetries are there or ordering of atoms. And that actually um, builds, eventually builds infinite or astronomical number of uh, objects that we see all around the universe. Similarly, finite number of primes can generate astronomically large number of integers. You can multiply them and create many, many integers. So uh, you can take uh, seven or eight primes and you can build nearly 86% of all possible integers of the universe. So few geometric shapes, uh, triangle, square, um, pentagon, hexagon, straight line, circle, you can put them together and you can create all possible geometric shapes. So why geometry? So it's not, it is not us. We are not the, uh, the first one to talk about the geometric language. Geometric language started as, as old as we can go in the history of human. And there are many researchers who work, try to find out that there is a similarity of the geometric shapes written by ancient um, uh, tribals all across the globe those people who used to live in the cave and then those people used to draw something and um, slowly uh, we humans developed language 
built sounds, but even in the sounds, you will find some similarities like mother, ma, mata, matri, everything relates to mother. Uh, very different cultures, but word ma is used to tell about the creator or, or who creates us. So similarity was there in 1952, 53, Noam Chomsky, uh, he, he did his Nobel Prize winning work just to tell that all the humans in the planet Earth actually speaks in one language. There is a similarity in the making of the words or similar words. So, so it has been there. What we did is while, while measuring um, proteins and other materials extracted from the brain, when we try to understand the natural oscillations or vibrations, then we found that they are choosing vibrational frequencies in a group that looks like a geometric shape. That's how we went on looking at the uh, frequency shifts uh, all over the brain and the body and then everywhere we could go. I mean, just like a madness. And then we started finding a few geometric shapes everywhere. Then we thought we could be, if I don't believe in God, delete God, and then if I consider myself as a machine, then definitely I'm, I'm, I'm interacting with the elementary molecules and then other parameters of my body, with the geometric shapes. So definitely there would be a possibility to build bio-inspired machines of the future that operates with uh, language that, whose letters are actually uh, triangles, square, pentagon, hexagon, not zero one, like binary bits. Um, in case of binary bits, uh, you consider that um, the universe is unfolding like a linear chain. But when you go to the geometric shapes, there is a major, major change in your outlook to the universe. And that is, you do not consider that the events are happening in a sequence. No, events are happening within and above. You, you go, there is an event, I took breakfast today morning, but that breakfast today morning, if I split it up, you'll find some more events inside. Right? If I take one of them, you go inside and find more events. So it is a kind of a nesting of the events or um, happening in, in the universe. So I totally agree that we have been working for the last 15 years to build a machine language that is common, to the plants, common to the virus. Now, COVID virus is there. To the virus, they, have, they, have, they also have a language by which they are evolving collectively all over the world and, uh, and uh, interacting and then outsmart, they can outsmart our immunity system. So they have a language. We have to get into the understanding of those natural languages in the planet, in the, in the, in the, the galaxies. And that language would would let us start creating another industrial revolution. And now today you are taking this interview in 2020, but 2100 people will talk about completely different kind of phenomenon. Just like 1900 to 1945, those 40 years, humans created information theory of 0101 bits, how the information is organized in nature. And that created the 
incredible civilization where you and me talking together. In 2100 or 2120, 80 years or 100 years from now, humans will sit and say, and say that the 20th century idea of information was changed in the 21st century. We moved from bits to geometric shapes and we created another industrial revolution which changed the mankind forever. When we can talk to the universe, and we, our machines also talk to us, just like a living system. That, that is absolutely something that I am looking forward to because the kind of intelligence we can get from, you know, not only machines, but all the other living species and, you know, all other living beings, that would be amazing. For instance, I mean, as we see, you know, ants uh, have more information, you know, that they can provide us. There are many animals that they know how, when the earthquake is coming or when, you know, some... Uh, weather is going to get bad, all that intelligence we can get if we develop a language that we can connect to. So the, you gave an amazing background about, you know, you know uh, your journey. So the language of primes from your book I was reading is that it's conceived as a language of the universe. Now, how do you see the integration of geometry and primes help to create a new theory of everything? How does your universal geometric language differ from the existing world you gave a brief you know idea about that how we created machines with you know zero one zero one and you know how that information theory but the information theory of what we created for these computers machines and the information theory that is embedded in us ourselves as humans each of that is very very different so how do you see us moving forward you know to try to integrate and you know come up with a way, like you just said, that we can, you know, talk to machines. We can, machines can understand us and we can create this universal language. One of the, um, one of the greatest threat to humanity currently is AI. And why AI is a threat? Why is it a sensible uh, threat? Because AI is built with human instructions. And if we want to get an answer to your query, we have to go back to uh, John Archibald Wheeler, um, J.A. Wheeler, who was the PhD supervisor of um, Richard Feynman. And, uh, and in the 1950s, 1960s, 1970s, he wrote fantastic articles, each from bit. How, uh, when we created our um, old information theory, then, um, then what we did is we looked at the universe, we saw the events, we conceptualized it with our own perception, with our own ideas, feelings, and then we used to convert it in a linear set of events. If this happens, then that, then that, then that, then that, and then the outcome come. That was purely my speculation. Then what do I do? I create a mathematical structure and then I predict something would happen. I try to fit it with the output and then I build, okay, this is happening from the, in the universe. So this was the approach where I create it, the perception, the actual knowledge from my perception, the bits that we are, I'm collecting from nature. And when I do it, I build a scientific model and then other person follow my way of looking at the universe. Note this, my way of looking at the universe. And then when he looks in my way, then he finds that the things that I observed 
actually fits, so it is right. So B person A, I am A, B comes and say Anirban is right. And then C comes and say, yes, it is right. But everybody is following my way of looking at nature. So it is a political supportive program rather than going to nature and look at it in the way it has happened. Yes, but see, that's the thing, Anirban, that you made an excellent point that when people look at your way, then they find similar results. But here, how many billions of people are there on the, in the universe right now? And each one of us has our own way of looking at the data. Even though the data is the same, all of us look at it in a different way. All of us reach the conclusion in a different way. And universe has so many different forms of information signals from all living and non-living at this point. And we have no idea how they are all connected to each other. And each one, even just the human beings, we have no idea how everyone analyzes information. So imagine that all living and non-living signals are connected. Is it possible to build a protocol to map intricately connected signals, both living and non-living, of varying wide ranges of time scales in a singular architecture of time. Because for instance, we have a lot of advances made in the field of AI. We have a lot of advances made in the field of you know, biosensors and internet of things. In spite of that, we still could not figure out why, when the outbreak is going to emerge, this you know, COVID-19 uh, virus, coronavirus. We could not figure out the, you know, when the outbreak was going to happen and we could not figure out how big it was going to happen. So what the point that you made that we look at very limited information, you know, a single set of information, and we are not looking at all different kinds of information that are embedded, as I read in your book, that even within an information, there is so much information embedded. So we are not looking at all these, you know, properly. So you are absolutely right. So how can we move forward and create this, yeah. you know, protocols so, so that we so, can solve all these big problems coming to us? Yeah. So big data problem. Why big data is a problem? Because big data doesn't have to be a very big size, you know. It could be a very small data. It could be 30 kilobytes of data. And that could be a big data. Why? Because if 30 kilobytes of data is changing rapidly, fraction of a second, you don't have time to, to find out and build a model. So why big data is, is a huge problem in 21st century? Because of the information theory. It's an elephant. It's a massive giant we created because of our because of our basic understanding, the way we created information theory from 1901 to 1945. What we said, everything is happening linearly. So first, whatever is happening, give me everything. I will make it a linear chain. I will find a logic if then, if then, and then I will, I will do it. This is the practice that has created this huge giant. And, and also, not only this problem, there are many, many problems, like, like virus. They are interacting with us. They were living with us. You know, 40,000 different viruses are there, just like coronavirus, with the animals. And they are waiting in line to get connected with you, learning your, your methodology, and they are waiting to come. One person has succeeded. One, uh, um, um, not person, one uh, virus has succeeded. Uh, that doesn't mean that that is the end of everything. That is the beginning for the last 39,999 to, to, uh, to, to enter into this domain. So they have 
Well, definitely they have a language. What is the problem? Problem is, suppose you have um, eight points, eight bits. Now, eight bits, if you arrange it in a cube, I, if I arrange it in a cube, I can give you eight bits or eight balls. You can arrange in finite possible way, but you, can, you cannot reach to the cube. So we need to understand that how nature writes it. If nature writes in a nested geometric shapes, it doesn't matter how you start a linear chain. You can, you can go eight to the power eight to the power eight different ways if there is a eight points. And if three choices are given, and that is astronomical. Astronomical art, you can never reach to the truth. This is the problem. So we need to start with elementary geometric shapes, say 10 or 15 geometric shapes, as I proposed in the book, Nanobrain, that um, 10 or 15 geometric shapes you take and then assemble them and try to find it in a big data. And what are the corner points? How should we look at it? I should look at it as which data are not the only the, the most exciting points. So that is also another attitude problem in the 20th century. What we used to do? We used to look at the data only that is very violent, significant. And there was a, also a concept in science, pump and probe. If I want to probe this pencil, I will heat it hard and then how it reacts. Accordingly, I would make a model of how, how, what is the nature of it. We never tried that it's natural expressions, like writing on a piece of paper is the natural expression of this pencil. And we never try to understand in terms of that. So pump probe is a standard technique and then observation. Observation by our own pre-question was one thing. Look at the bright, only the bright side of it. Look at the bright side of it. No, we suggest that look at the bright side of it and look at the dark side of it, extreme dark, where you think there is nothing, where is the confusion. So, so it is important that we look at the very, very, very dark points, which is uh, not moving and very exciting in a big data, and then connect them to create the geometric shapes and try to see if that uh, is a uh, icosahedron or duodecahedron or geometric shapes, and that is changing. So try to find out, so what happens in a huge data, you do not look at everything. You look at a very small part of it. Then you go to those points, more dynamic point, and go inside and try to find there is some more geometric shapes. So when you look at the geometric shapes and you go there, geometry has one particular thing. That is, you cannot combine all geometric shapes in the way you want, because there is a space constraint. So you cannot do that, okay? Another important thing is periodicity. We always, we didn't look at it in a, in a very serious manner in the last century. For example, we often say, you know, in our society that events happen in a circular manner. Events come back because everything comes back. There is a fundamental property that everything returns. We say it in our proverbs, every single race in the world Enter humanity, wherever you go, which country you go, you will find this proverb, but it doesn't exist in science. But when we make the proteins and then put uh, microtubules and the neurons, it's a frequency band, when you look into it, we found that particular periodic periodicities, like one, two, three, four, one, only then I can get a square. So whenever I'm saying geometric shape, a clock is included. So I am looking at a periodic change I'm looking at a periodic change in a big data. 
or or whatever it is so number one geometric shape number two clock but when these two happens together then what happens that they change their sides a cube changes its sides their ratios are there when we look at those ratios they are certain numbers and we found the prime numbers dominating prime numbers there so we are not the first uh, first group to look into the primes and trying to find primes in the in the in the vibrational space in dna in rna there are plenty of research papers research articles are there what we have done is instead of looking at the shape how a person looks like we try to see how a person speaks how a person expresses how a person dances so what happens is instead of looking the static symmetry we look at the vibration in the frequencies and we find symmetry there it is like this is anirban the physical structure but if we take all the possible vibrations of anirban then another anirban will be created which has no relation to to me it will look very different but it will tell you all the possible dynamics of the system so this is how this is how from materials to vibration to geometric shape to clock architecture to primes so when we go to primes then we can do simple mathematics and try to find how many how many different ways all these geometric shapes could be assembled together and that is actually the temple like architecture that we have created we call it the core structure of the universe because when you create a mathematical structure mathematical structure is biasless one of the biggest security threat of the humanity is the bias in the artificial intelligence the bias the human bias that is there you are talking in facebook in google in many social media but you don't know how many ways you are being analyzed how how many ways you are your data is being taken and used in favor and in against of you so all these things are happening because ai there is a bias but yes. when you enter into the world of geometric shapes and something you can store your data in a way that nobody can understand because it is a pattern of primes so it is not a fractal so when you see pattern of primes new and new patterns are, are generating so if you look at the cover page of her book nana brain book you will find you, you just give a um, uh, closer look you will find never it repeats but it's a beautiful pattern whenever i i tell you is it beautiful you will say yes it is beautiful i think every single humanity if you ask they will say our cover page architecture is beautiful but they will not be able to say why it is because it contains all possible symmetries in the universe so you yes. can't think beyond yes yes no that is absolutely amazing and i think so we can make machines yes. we can make machines now with with those symmetries and geometries they are uh, some machines are, are processing so machine will be able to understand you not only that i think science is premature until science tells us what a dog is uh, why dog is barking and what it is telling cat yes. bird what kind of science we created and we 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 boast ourselves as a great human humanity of uh, of scientific endeavors if we cannot understand the language of 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 animals around us yes not only the language of the animals but the language of the environment i think that is also something that we need to integrate because 
any change in the environment brings a lot of changes in how we feel, how the animals feel, and what events are going to happen in the world. For instance, you know, I mean, everybody's concerned about climate change. So what is, whatever is happening in climate, that also, you know, is an important variable. It's an important event that has to be incorporated in how the events are going to unfold in the universe. So what is happening in the human ecosystem that is cyberspace that we have created, cyberspace, aquaspace, geospace, space, and even many spaces that we don't know yet, all that information we need to incorporate and there is a lot that we don't know. So if we create a language, that automatically accesses all that information from the universe, from the environment, from all yeah. the spaces, then you know, we have much clearer picture of what events are going to happen and for the future of the humanity to protect our species. It is very important that we develop that language. It is very important that we have a machine, we have a methodology, we have tools that can give us that information so we can prepare for what is coming our way and we can protect our species. So how do we transition from the current information theory to this, you know, the information yeah. theory that you are developing, you have developed, and can, I mean, I think you are calling it fractal information theory, I believe. A fractal so, information theory. Yes, yeah. so can you explain the significance of these fractal mechanics as we try to explore the universe beyond ours? Because we are now also on our journey to explore, you know, all different, uh, you know, planets from Mars to, you know, we are trying to do asteroid mining, and we are trying to even go to other universes. So what is required you know how do we prepare and how what is the significance from your perspective of the fractal mechanics as we try to explore the universe beyond ours yeah so um uh, your question has two parts i will answer it in two parts the first part of your question is that um the the climate threat and then the different kind of security threats that we have so what is the product that we are offering we are offering that uh, suppose whole world climate you have many, many different cycles, cycles of weather, cycles of cloud, cycles of living systems. For an example, um, uh, the giant whales, they make uh, nearly North Pole to South Pole, this kind of uh, periodic looks over the years. The giant, the giant, giant corals, massive life forms, they are growing. They have a very long duration time cycle. It's a big clock. What we are suggesting, look at any big data, any data that you do not understand, build a nested clock architecture. One clock here, another clock is connected a little bit, little overlap, and then get it here. So just like our body, our skin gets, uh, gets changed in 11 days. So it's a 11 day clock. And then we have uh, the epithelium cells in our stomach inside three days. So it's a three day small circle. Heart cells, 120 years, 130 years to replace all the cells. So 120 years, giant circle, okay? And then on the top of that perimeter, you put 11-day cycle. And three months, you get um, your blood cycle. You get a big blood cycle. How do you put those cycles? So we need to take a big sphere. We call it faith sphere. And you put different, different cycle, circles over there and create a 3D architecture. So that tells you how your health system would be. So in the future, we envision in 21st, 2100, some doctors uh, have put sensors all over your body and then looking at the nested clock architecture, spheres, 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 all over the, in my YouTube channel, I have put a video. So, so these kind of spheres, clock spheres are there. And then said, okay, this clock is missing and this clock is missing. 
So it, it, it doesn't seem to be working properly. So they can go to then the, the temple-like architecture of primes uh, where all options are there. And ideally how it looks like, how should it look like? Then it will recommend, okay, okay, you need to change that kind of clock there, which is being uh, having a problem. And then you, you, you should. So doctor will give you prescription for something very different kind of vibrations and then electromagnetic waves and then some chemicals also to feed and then it would try to regenerate those clocks even though you can have a clock here and then holographic projection projection of your total health system and then this clock is missing architecture is missing and then you get uh, um, uh, get that uh, the kind of thing similarly you can you can create similar nested clock architecture which is a fundamental to fit or fractal information theory we call it which we proposed in 2014 and then now in this book we have um, summarized. Um, so, uh, so there also for the climate you can create this kind of clock architectures. It is not a singular effort. No lab singular, single-handedly cannot do it. We need to start a global initiative. But I think time has come uh, to start a global initiative to build humans nested clock architectures, viruses nested clock architectures. So all these viruses, they are going in a loop. They're optimizing their geometric shapes or other things in a loop. And then when it will come, what is the prediction of this system? Because all possible symmetries are included in the temple-like architectures for the geometric shapes. So, so where it is going, how, how many ways it can go with 86% accuracy, we can tell. With 86% accuracy is a huge accuracy. And we can tell that um, uh, this is going to happen after these years. And that is going to happen over the years. So climate change, the ocean clocks, um, the internet clocks, the way you know, the internet information theories are coming, and then small, small waves, which are supposed to be a simple phenomenon, a simple song uh, in, in, in South Korea becomes a worldwide sens sensation. Yes. So little, little things, how it builds up a massive, massive player in the whole ecosystem. You can visualize. You can visualize and you can understand its intelligence. For an example, the whole galaxy system, how different clocks are together, nested. So the science of it is we explain it with uh, fractal mechanics. Why do we say uh, fractal mechanics? Fractal is, is a fuzzy word. I mean, we should not be calling it fractal because in the pattern of primes, you will find new and new patterns are emerging, but no patterns do not disappear. Once a pattern appears, it remains there. So you'll find, that you'll feel like, you feel like it's a fractal uh, because pattern is repeating. But new patterns are also being born and then superimposed on the previous pattern. So you start with one pattern, then two patterns, then three patterns, and it goes on and on and on and on. With every single new prime, you get a new pattern born in the universe, and then it, it goes on replicating. So what happens is eventually at the end of the day, um, you build up uh, a system where um, you you need to look at say I, I look at one one system here I go inside and find more system I go inside find more system what happened in the last 20th, 20th century is that whenever there is a singularity whenever there is a dark region avoid it bypass it if there is a singularity something undefined you go nearby what you know what you know you jump so that is called bridging even in quantum mechanics. Suppose, what is the, uh, this is, these are two are matters, and there is an empty space in between. What is there? People have not been able to solve this problem, okay? 
So, uh, for which uh, the renormalization theory was proposed by Richard Feynman in the 1930s and he got the Nobel Prize. That, okay, if you know these two points and you don't know what is in between, bridge it, make it one. Okay, so, so he told in his Nobel Prize winning lecture that uh, we have bypassed the problem, we have not addressed it. Here, what we are saying is that we have to be courageous, look inside the singularity and find more singularity points, more singularity points. And this could be another possible journey. And if we try to build a mechanics, always we need to make a mechanics. I have a, I have a ball, I am hitting it. How far it would go? If a wave function and probability distribution is fighting, then quantum mechanics. But if you have a universe inside a universe inside a universe inside a universe, then fractal mechanics. So is it like quantum? Yes, some of its property is like quantum, some of its property is like uh, classical, some of its property will be very different. So basically looking at the universes, when we consider an entire universe is event inside an event inside an event inside an event or confusion inside a confusion inside a confusion inside a confusion. This like architecture, architecture of journey through singularity, then we need an associated mechanics to understand the or build a scientific framework or mathematical model. Yes, I think you're, you're absolutely right. We do need to uh, move towards that. And this is the time for the global initiative. And I will do my very best to make sure that it is moving on that path. But in a language where information is an assembly of the geometric shapes, how do you see the future of technology? What current technology trends and initiatives you think will be, you know, it will shape for our coming tomorrow? Hmm. Okay, so there are many different kinds of technologies that we are building um, uh, just to convince um, uh, several people of the world and to, to, to initiate the excitement in the common people that look, uh, we, can, we, can, uh, we can see the events that are happening around us um, are actually organized in a very different way than we were told. Like our parents used to tell, go and uh, try to uh, in the exam hall when you when you face a lot of questions suddenly try to find out which one you know and and it, you try to answer those things and then you try to go for tougher and tougher and tougher questions that's a strategy you know, for the fixed time period that is a very good strategy for fixed time period exams my mother used to tell and everybody's parent used to tell in india when we grew up that was a good good thing but when, when your times are in, in, an, in an intricate loop, then at that point of time, that is not a good strategy. So we look at the darkness or the silent points or something like that. Now, what are the technologies we can build? So in our laboratory here, we are building several different technologies. I mean, series of technologies. For an example, um, we look at neuron. Okay, suppose you are talking to me. Your conscious experiences in 200 milliseconds. But for that to happen, neuron is firing in one millisecond. Tick, 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 tick. But for that to happen, inside that, there are strings, microtubules. They are firing uh, one microsecond. But for that to happen, if you go inside, there is a protein, and protein is vibrating nanoseconds. And if that to happen, if you go there, there are secondary structures of protein, and then they are actually vibrating tick, 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 tick in picoseconds. If you go even uh, farther, and you go to the alpha helices, the very molecular chains that are causing the vibration, you go to femtoseconds. 
So 10 to the power minus 16 seconds to 200 milliseconds, everything is happening instantly. And at this moment, you are sitting with a massive, that kind of technology. Why can't we make a machine like that? And how it will change our, our, our world? For an example, cybersecurity. Cybersecurity is a massive threat. You know that China has created a massive army and attacking United States. And then many countries, they are attacking directly, open, openly. And, and a war has been already uh, on humanity. I, I don't know what United Nations is doing, but, uh, but, the, but the war is, has already started. I mean, I mean, you don't have to kill a human. Information warfare is, is there. Already there is World War III. The only thing is that you can't see it. That doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. This is asymmetric. <laughs> Right? Yeah. So, so many different so, yes. Yeah. So how could um, how could you uh, you say safeguard yourself? I mean, um, you you have you you have to have a um, a technology where you can really predict or see the systems. So if you can, and you have to secure your data. So what you can do the technology that we are providing here for. Uh, for um, you know, for cryptography and um, uh, uh, just like quantum cryptography, we have fractal mechanics of fractal cryptography. So what happens in the time domain, time domain in the 200 millisecond concerts experience inside that microtubule, inside tubulin, and then go to secondary structure. So clock inside a clock inside a clock inside a clock inside a clock. So where does the code hidden? Nowhere, but everywhere. Just like we say, where is your consciousness? It is not in any particular element. It's everywhere. It's, it's nested all over. So, um, uh, so what happens is uh, we want to store data. We created an organic gel. So we start from atomic scale. Use, um, uh, because my background is actually atomic science, atomic scale science. So putting molecules together and studying single molecules. So we start from the single molecular scale to the larger, larger, larger scale. And then inside these clocks, Suppose I write a square or a duodecahedron in 12 different layers, 12 points are there. You will see linear. If you try to read the data using common technology, present day technology, you will find a chain. Always you will find a chain. So enter data set when I will create, I will create a topology, geometric nested geometric shapes. But if you try any existing instrument, any existing hardware, you will not be able to read it. So we have created like um, um, Fourier transform. Fourier got Nobel Prize for his uh, Fourier transform, transform, transformation. So you see waveform, you convert it into a single frequency peak. So that, that, is, that is the beauty of it. So you see a complex waveform transmission into a few peaks. But we are not looking into that like that. We see the shift of the waveforms and convert a nested geometric shape Instead of peaks, we look at a geometric shape. So right from looking at the data, we need to build a completely different kind of sensors. We have built it. So creating wide ranges of sensors that can get the time crystal. I should explain time crystal a bit. Otherwise, you know, it's becoming very difficult to, to explain. So time crystal was a concept that came in the 1960s. You know why? to explain the intelligence of virus, because virus is made of only few protein molecules and how could it outsmarts your entire body's very, very complexly built immunity systems? How could it do? So that actually prompted thinkers to think about it. And for 30, 40 years, they thought about it. Suddenly the field disappeared totally from, from the planet. Until 2012, 
um, Frank Jake from MIT, he again popularized it. Of course, many people claim that he created it in the media itself, but I think that is kind of an insult to 40 years long effort of many, 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 many scientists who actually came up with the time crystal concept. So time crystal concept has a clock, it's a sphere and there is a clock. So it's a, it's a clock like periodic systems that naturally operating and coming back to its form that is actually causing the intelligence. It was said for 40 years. What new we have added to it? Not only one clock, how can you put many, 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 many clocks? So we call it universal time crystal. So universal time crystal is the nested clock architecture that I have been explaining since the start of our, of our, of our interview. So that we want to create for every single thing. What we would suggest is new kind of sensors, new kind of material science where you have material inside a material, inside a material, inside a material. So chemists have been building this kind of material for a long period of time, but we can use it industrially to build computer, decision-making system, processors, hardwares, and the cybersecurity system, chatbot. You want to talk, you want to have a jelly as your companion. You can keep it with you. When you are sleeping, it is searching the internet and it knows your emotions and all the states because emotion, perception, all these things were not there in the field of science. It was outside because, because every person would have different, but when you map it with geometry, then you can convert it and you can, you can find it. So basically you have a perception and your perception could have a pure sound that generated that perception, pure geometric shape that generated that perception, pure smell that generated that perception, pure visual object, or or um, or, or, or or you can you can create a new language even, a, a, a very unique language using which you can, I will make a tato 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 sound, and you will be able to feel the thing that I want you to feel. I will draw some random object and I will give, pump it to you. I will give it to you. You will look at it and you will say, I feel like this. It is already there. How? For an example, uh, circle means love. Mm. Square always means something very strong. If I keep a straight line like this, you feel like sleepy or something comfortable. But if I put a straight line like this vertically, you feel a little unstable or something like that because your mind goes over there. So. Uh, you know, different, different smells have different, different reactions. Um, if you see a bright orange color, you will follow always excited. If you see, see green or, or, uh, or deep blue, you feel like smooth or, or something like that. And, and, and ash color or brown mixture, if I, if I give you, you feel threatened or fearful or something. So, so, so pure color with perception. So perception will have elements and that is key for universal language, any universal language. And when you change the language, you make machines. So in our lab, we make many, many, many jellies. We call it brain jelly. Why? Because the jellies absorb your information, big data, and our sensors convert it into geometric shapes. And those geometric shapes are there, they are arranged, and then we predict what is going to happen. So you can make a personal jelly for everyone, right? Yes. No, uh, even if we make a common jelly, as soon as it starts interacting with, with you, it also gets changed. That's why we can create a security because continuously it will change, it will change, it will change. The, the person who operates with it will find, will be able to recognize the, the incredible features that the jelly has. And that's why other people cannot steal it. Yes, so they cannot steal it, they well. cannot hack it. 
and they cannot yeah. manipulate it. That is more important yes. because right now we yeah. see yeah. so much manipulation of data happening, right? So yes, yes, that, that's that important. That is absolutely yeah. amazing. So it opens up many new fields. It opens up many new, you know, possibilities and many new innovations that we can build on. And the point that you made about decision making, I think it's absolutely amazing that we will be able to change that because as you see decision making right now is very very subjective very very you know biased and you know there is no uh, perfect way of taking decisions and that is why we are seeing so many inefficiencies all across nations in all across you know different industries and sectors even in politics and in where you know the decision making needs to be uh, very you know sound and objective and effective we are seeing a lot of challenges there so how do you see the new world of decision making uh, being born by simply changing from the side by side assembly of events to the within and above worldview how do you see that you know going further yeah. because i think decision making if we can even change that that yeah. would be absolutely amazing so how how do you see us yeah. going forward on that decision making yeah. process mm. so uh, um, so there are two aspects to it. One aspect is um, in the in the in the in the old um, information theory that is already existing in the world uh, on which we rely. We believe rejection. So just like Darwin's theorem that two life form fight, one wins, one disappears. And so um, so that's that's the outlook um, how we look at it. But uh, we, we are suggesting a completely different view. We are also saying evolution, but we are saying all cooperative. So rejection of nothing. So in this information theory, you do not have ample number of choices. You reject plenty and you take one. So it does not happen. So because you need to build a geometric shape, even those are dark points, very, very dark things, which you're supposed to delete. Oh, ignore this. Those are noise. There is no noise in this information theory because even those dark regions are part of the integral thing. So if anybody is making a decision, he is building a geometric architecture. And you can evaluate that, see what you are doing, what is going to happen, and why you have created it. And another thing, when we are making this universal language, we are making sure that the perception, human perception is properly, properly given by particular sound. So we will ask, we will create a, we already created a language for the world. So if you speak with it or you, you interact with it, your proper message that you want to convey is delivered to the other human also. Because, because majority of the problems of this, of this whole world is, is because, because of the wrong, the misperceptions that are, that are con continuously being generated. The decision makers always make a decision. They say that they are, uh, they are right. So they say it, and you have to popularize it. You popularize it. So um, old information theory suggests anything that you propose, if you popularize it, if many people support that is right, then it becomes truth. But in our system, it has to fall into the face prime metric, and it has to satisfy the pattern of primes that we have created, this temple-like architecture at the cover page of the book. If that is not satisfied, then it is not correct. That is so it so doesn't matter how many how many people you get the support from. Yes, and that is so important. Hitler had huge support. Hitler yes. had huge support, but was he correct? I mean, he he, he ran entire nation. Pol Pot, huge support. 
you see you're, it, right. you're right you're right and right now as as you see whoever speaks the loudest you know whoever makes the most noise and whoever has the most you know people supporting that they think that they can change the you know uh, decision making process or they can change the narrative or they can change the uh, way the world is moving so all that you know if we if we can change that then you know we take away the power of control or power of manipulation from people who are able to manipulate who have a lot of people you know who have a lot of money who have a lot of uh, you know ways they can manipulate the media yeah. we can take away the power from that and we can you know we uh, i would not say we can we want to take away the power what we want to say is that we provide a neutral way of yes. looking yes. with that so that, that is that purely means, mathematical nobody can question exactly so we provide it's a bias of particular person yes so we provide a better alternative so that itself you know will take away the power of you know uh, the mass manipulation that is going on especially you know, in the cyberspace we see so much misinformation so much disinformation and you know manipulation happening so we, if we can take that away by providing this tool the objectivity of that and new different you know approach that would be absolutely amazing so i think you know anirban there are plenty of new amazing you know industries that can emerge i believe that this could trigger the next industrial revolution what you have uncovered i think you have absolutely done a fantastic job in what you have put together the book is amazing i've read that and i think i congratulate you and on doing for doing such a great you know work and for publishing the nano brain your years of research is going to ensure that you know the future of the humanity is protected and secured so i think you have done a great job and thank you for that you have done a great service to humanity having said that what would you like to tell our global viewers and listeners about your book where they can purchase that and any of your new initiative if you are working on something else other than nano brain then you know if you would like to share that yeah so basically i am trying to create uh, cartoons uh, very popular uh, pictures and music and, and language because i want that um, uh, that everybody in the world speaks in a new invented language where there is no misunderstanding because that the only only uh, way to build a world peace is uh, is properly conveying the information Uh, whenever information is your emotion dependent and then popularity becomes the judge but when when your uh, when your information is actually structured in the with the following the fundamental uh, principles of the universe and then uh, you convey uh, the right message so um, i would like uh, all the all the viewers to to go to the youtube channel where every chapters uh, tutorial is there So if if they have the book and then um, three chapters are free, they don't have to buy. They can go uh, to the Amazon website um, and and they can they can turn the pages. So so three uh, three uh, three chapters I think are free. And then there are ten um, uh, tutorials, uh, even YouTube videos, so that they can they can they can learn about it. And there are other other experimental data as we also upload uh, experiment because I'm an experimentalist. I love to do experiment and then see it. um uh, uh, so i would like everybody to to join and 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 build simple products together uh, for the for the kids of the new generation our lifetime is over and then 
because I'm already 44. So, um, um, so what we can do, we can create a better world for the, for the, for the new generation of the kids who can convey their message correctly, rightly uh, with each other. And then they can build a new world. We do not have to tell that follow this, 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 this. That is always wrong that we have seen in our face prime metric patterns are emerging continuously. So newer, newer patterns will come. So that generation would decide how the world would look like, what the world order would be. But what we can tell is to, is there should be a continuous effort to deliver your message correctly, understanding the language more accurately of the universe. So it should be, a, so our geometric in, uh, language, musical language is the beginning of creating a language of the universe. Yes. It's starting point, but it is not the end point. We have to perfect it continuously. The geometric shape should, uh, should get more and more perfected with more and more trials. Alonai cannot do it. It's impossible. Yes. And the world also cannot do it together. It will take long time, slowly, 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 slowly to perfect it. But that should be, a fundamental part of life form of every single human beings in the whole world. Yes, absolutely. No, you have done fantastic job. You have uh, created the foundation on which you know the world can build. And you are right that you cannot single-handedly do this. Uh, so we have to make sure that we develop a community, a coalition of like-minded, you know, scientists, researchers and innovators so that we can collectively come up with whatever is essential and we can build on this foundation that we have you have created so thank you so much anirban for participating in this roundup today we appreciate your thoughtful insight on universal geometric language and our global viewers and listeners would benefit tremendously from the information you provided today and as a result this risk roundup dialogue has been of service we thank you for that so Risk Group is a strategic security risk research platform and community. Through the Risk Roundup initiative, Risk Group and I are on the mission to talk with a billion people, innovators, scientists, entrepreneurs, futurists, technologists, policymakers to decision makers. And the reason behind this effort through the Risk Roundup initiative is to research, review, rate, and report strategic security risk facing humanity. This collective intelligence effort is essential to understand where we need to focus for our collective security and what destructive forces we need to be mindful about. So thank you so much for being part of the conversation. Until next time, I'm Jayshree, host of Risk Roundup, signing off. See you next time. Thank you.